throughout my life, I have had to slowly come to the inevitable conclusion that I am, in fact, a helpless exaggerator. It's not something I'm necessarily proud of, but I must admit it's true. People always told me that I exaggerated, but I always thought that they were kidding until I caught myself exaggerating almost every day. It's not something I mean to do, but somehow the fish I caught always ends up being about a foot longer than it originally was when I first told the story, or the golf ball I hit went about a hundred yards longer than what was originally recorded. So I stand before you and confess today that my name is Nathan, and I am an exaggerator. But the Lord does tell us to use our talents for his glory. So today I'm going to try and put that skill to the test. I have been known to have the capability to almost exaggerate anything. But I am going to prove to you today, in just a few minutes, that there is no way possible to exaggerate how awesome God is. Will you accept that challenge with me? Guys, I'm Nathan French, and this is the Noteworthy Podcast. I'm so glad that you tuned in today. Um, Before we dive into the episode, I just want to say thank you to everyone who has left a five-star rating and review on the podcast. It really means the world that you listen. I want to encourage you, if you haven't done so, go to Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star rating and review. Now, my friend Jake Walden, who is the host of the What Was I Thinking podcast, has promised me that if I get two five-star reviews... And if you leave the comment, what was I thinking with Jake Walden? Jake is indeed going to shave his head on Instagram live while recording his next podcast episode. I don't know about you. I would love to see that happen. Uh, That would be awesome. So please go leave those five-star rating and reviews. It means the world that you listen. Let's dive into this episode, shall we? Let's go. Welcome back to the podcast. Happy Thanksgiving week. I just hope that you're having an incredible week. I hope you have plans to eat a lot of turkey and green bean casserole and mashed potatoes and mac and cheese with the people that you love most. And what a perfect week to talk about Thanksgiving and the goodness of God. What's three things that you're thankful for? I don't know about you, I'm thankful for my church, I'm thankful for my family, I'm thankful for my youth group, I'm just thankful for so many things, but I'm just going to throw those three out there to get some good vibes out into the atmosphere today, and you should do the same thing. Speaking of the goodness of God, I want to talk to you about it today. I want to talk to you about the impossibility of exaggerating the goodness of God. My name is Nathan French, and I am a hopeless exaggerator. I've been told that I have the capability of exaggerating just about anything. 
and yet as hard as I try, how talented as I am, I cannot exaggerate the goodness of my God. To exaggerate, by definition, is to magnify beyond the limits of truth, to overstate, to represent disproportionately. Well, I am going to prove to you today in just a few moments of your time that there is absolutely no way possible. Do you understand me? There is no way possible to exaggerate how awesome our God is. So can you help me? Will you accept that challenge? Let me try for a minute. On on this week of Thanksgiving, when we think of the goodness of God, we think of the blessings of God, let me just put my exaggeration skills to the test and see if there's any way possible. Let's talk for a moment, first of all, about the love of God. The love of God is truly beyond words. The love of God is the most unsearchable subject that I could ever imagine. Most of the love songs are composed by very capable, talented writers. Most of the time, the lyrics say something like, I would die for you, or I would swim across the deepest ocean or climb the highest mountain for you. But when they say it, it's merely an exaggeration. Have you swam across an ocean for somebody? Have you ever died for anybody? But when I start to talk about the love of God, tears begin to fill my eye because it is almost unthinkable that the God of the universe would die for me. Isaiah 52 and 14 prophetically describes to us that his visage was more marred than any man. First, they stripped him down and humiliated him in front of a mocking crowd that spat upon him. They whipped his back brutally, showing no mercy. They placed a crown of thorns on his head, mocking him even though he was the king of kings. They nailed his hands and his feet to a cross, and they thrust a spear into his side. And in the midst of all this, there was a thief that hung beside him. In Luke 23 and 42, and he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. So yes, when I tell you Jesus loves you, I pray you would never consider it an exaggeration. He did die for you. He did give his life for you. He will accept you into his kingdom. There is no way to scratch the surface of his love. And as, a, as talented of an exaggerator as I am, there is no way, ladies and gentlemen, for me to exaggerate the love of God. So secondly, let's try and exaggerate his mercy. I have found it to be true that God is merciful. When I tell you that he has pulled me from the fires of hell, it may sound like an exaggeration. But the truth is, 
I'm not. You see, I was born a sinner, but he saved me. I can't help but think of the account in the book of John chapter 8 when the woman was caught in adultery. The Pharisees dragged her to Jesus and said, Lord, the law of Moses says that she was to be stoned. But if you read about the law of the stoning, you find that there has to be more than one person present in order for it to be considered a stoning. So Jesus, in his ultimate wisdom, says in John 8 and 7, So when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto them, He that is without sin among you, let him cast a stone at her. Jesus was the only one there who had never sinned a day in his life. He was the only one left standing there, and he stood in the gap for the girl and showed mercy upon her. I can't help but feel like every time I've made a mistake that there was a devil that was there fighting for my soul. But Jesus was there fighting in my corner, saying, This is my child, and you can't have him. There are no words to even describe, yet alone exaggerate his mercy. Just that fact that he knew no sin could never be exaggerated. He knew no sin, but carried the sins of the world on the cross. When I tell you he was perfect, I am telling you the truth. If I were to tell you that I was perfect, I would be lying. I would be stretching the truth. I would be exaggerating. But friends, when I tell you that Jesus Christ is perfect, there is no exaggeration. It is impossible for me to exaggerate God. Let's talk about how God is omnipresent. Deuteronomy 6, 4 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. There's only one God, and his name is Jesus. But even though there is only one God, he is omnipresent, simply meaning he is present everywhere at the same time. I think it was David that said in Psalm 46 and 1 that God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Yeah, our, our friend David hits it right on the head because he realized that God was present no matter where we're at. Matter of fact, God is the only one who could claim omnipresence. And I am so thankful that he is. Satan and demons are not omnipresent. They cannot be everywhere at the same time. But Jesus can be everywhere at the same time. What does that mean? It means he's with us right now. He's, he's with me right now where I'm recording at Apostolic Tabernacle in Jonesboro, Georgia. And he's with you as you're driving down the street. Or he's with you as you're going on your morning run with your AirPods. And he's also with that baby in China, wrapping his arms of protection around her. 
it means he's with me in the car when I drive to work and he's with you in the airplane when you're flying to your business meeting. And, and he's, he's even with you at Six Flags when you're riding roller coasters, keeping you safe. Ladies and gentlemen, what can I say when I tell you that God is everywhere at the same time? I am not exaggerating. But what if we thought about his creativity? I like to consider myself to be a creative person. But my creativity is certainly limited. I have strengths and weaknesses, and you have strengths and weaknesses. But if you turn to the front page of your Bible, the first thing you'll read is that God created the heavens and the earth. God created every star and every planet that we could ever look at. He created the heavens and the earth and every animal that walks upon the green pastures. He created all the beautiful color and all the vast oceans that we sail upon and every mountain that we climb. Every breath that you breathe was a gift from God because he created the air that you breathe into your lungs. God is the mighty creator. Every whale, every dolphin, every sea turtle was created by God. How many of you would agree that there is no exaggeration in that God literally created the heavens and the earth? You know, when I stand on the beach and I look out across the ocean, I, I love the ocean. I love to look out across the ocean. And and when you're when you're somebody of faith, you, you can't help but see something beautiful like that and and not just take a moment and say, Wow, God, you are so awesome. What a great painter you are. What a, what a creative you are. And as I look across the ocean, I look out and as far as I can see, I can't see the end of it. And that's just scratching the surface of how big the ocean is. I could try to swim down into it. I wouldn't last very long because it's way too deep. I could climb the highest mountain and never get to the top because it's way too high. I could look up in the sky and see the stars and know that God has created so much more, millions of galaxies beyond that. No, when I tell you he's a creative God, I am surely not exaggerating. But what if I were to tell you that he is a healer I have found it to be true that Jesus is a healer. God can take a life that is torn and mend it and heal it. My mind is drawn to a place at the gate called Beautiful in the book of Acts. It's found in Acts chapter 3 and verse 2. I'm going to read it for you. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. 
who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. And Peter fastened his eyes upon him with John and said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. Not only can Jesus heal your body, but he can heal your marriage. Not only can Jesus heal your marriage, but he can heal your finances that might be putting stress on that marriage. Not only can Jesus heal your finances, but he can bless you so that you can bless others. There is no way for words to exaggerate the fact that Jesus Christ is a healer. So my friends, you amazing, noteworthy listeners, ladies and gentlemen, I am proud to tell you that I have failed miserably today. I have tried to exaggerate God the very best I know how, and I could not do it. Not only did I fail in exaggeration, but I never even scratched the surface of how great God really is. I could sit here and talk nonstop for a hundred years and never even scratch the surface of all that Jesus Christ has done. When I tell you that God can heal you, it's the truth. When I tell you that God can forgive you, it's the truth. When I tell you God created you, it's the truth. And when I tell you that God loves you, it's the truth. You need to get the revelation of how great our God is before you can ever truly serve him. He brought my mom out of cancer. Great is the Lord, and his greatness is unsearchable. He brought my brother through cancer. Great is the Lord, and his greatness is unsearchable. He brought my oldest brother through four open-heart surgeries, and he's still here today serving God, working for God, changing the world. Great is the Lord, and his greatness is unsearchable. God is trying to remind somebody today of his greatness. And friends, that is impossible for me to exaggerate. Wow, what a great day. I'm so thankful that you tuned into the podcast. This episode, at the time of recording, is releasing the week of Thanksgiving. And I hope that you have an incredible holiday. Hey, you, take some time off. Try not to work too hard, okay? Just have a good week. Spend some time with family. If you live in the Georgia area, we have a big concert on November 23rd, Tuesday night, at Apostolic Tabernacle in Jonesboro, Georgia. It's called Exalt, and this year we have a lot of incredible guest artists that are going to be with us. Registration is free online, and if you're not doing anything, 
just come hang out with us. We're going to worship in spirit and in truth. If not, just have a great Thanksgiving. Eat lots of food. Play lots of games. Pray a lot. Thank God a lot. And would you go tell somebody out loud that you're thankful for them? All right, I'm going to let you guys go. I love you so much. It means the world that you listen to Noteworthy. We'll see you next week. God bless.